The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I have a very unique show tonight. Most of the time I'm often discussing things in a very, very serious nature. And although tonight we're going to have a lot of discussion about consciousness, it's done in a way that is really entertaining and fun and wonderful. So I hope that you will uh, take the time to go to this gentleman's website during the course of the show or after the show and order this book because it's absolutely fabulous. Our Lady of Dreams, A Prophecy for the New Age, written by Chanson Duval, is spiritual fiction. It takes the reader on a personal, intimate journey through the different levels of consciousness, from the most mundane to the highest level of spiritual awareness. It's down to earth. It's sensual. It blends the many worlds of consciousness together to create a story of love, murder, mystery, and spirituality. Even though no None of the characters in this book actually portray Chanson. Some of the visions are definitely his own. This novel will appeal to a vast spectrum of spiritual seekers and those who love a mystery. You'll find some consolation in some of the messages, and it can also appeal to those who want to read something that might be a little bit controversial. Hold on to your hats. The winds of change are going to blow when this prophecy for the New Age is revealed. Chanson's style of writing is very straightforward and readable, even for non-readers. This is written for the everyday person. It's simple and clear and helps to get across some consciousness concepts that may be foreign but can be taken in in a very palpable way. In what few pages of unseen chapters uh, I've been able to see in this publication, and I've made it pretty much through this entire book, I've not been able to put it down. It's one of those amazing books that took me back to when I was younger and just read mystery novels all of the time. I have not been able to put this down. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Chanson Duval. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm really excited to have you on because it's a little bit different type of show for me, and and it's really sparked a love that I had that I had kind of forgotten. I'd gotten so serious about spirituality, which we all tend to do, that I forgot to have a little bit of fun with it. And this book definitely had had me having fun with spirituality, still engaging with the concepts, but getting back into some of that mystery that I also loved. What got you to bring forward a book like this, Chance? And I know it took you about eight years to write, uh, but what really brought this concept forward in this way? Well, actually, I have to explain a little bit about myself to answer that question. Uh, I've been having visions and spiritual experiences from age six, um, off and on throughout the years. I mean, they, they, they're not frequent, but they happen like once or two, one, once or every three or four years, and, and there have been different uh, 
types of visions and at different levels. Uh, and what happened in this case is in, in 1987, actually in New York City at the Metropolitan Art Museum, I had a, a really tremendous experience where I had a um, vision and experience of the Divine Mother um, and actually um, from a statue of Sekhmet in the uh, museum in the Egyptian collection. And um, she actually took me back to ancient Egypt and showed me how happy the people were back in those days. And, and she said that your world is suffering now and we need to get back to that happiness. And she told me several things and it went on for a long time. And one of the things she suggested is I write some of this down. Well, um, being the person that I am, I, I kind of just like ignored it and um, just kind of let it go and didn't really do anything. And then in 1992, I believe it was, I was in Malibu and um, this voice came to me uh, and said, why haven't you done what I requested? Well, I kind of got the message at that point and um, jumped up and, and right, right then when that voice said that I was laying down out in the veranda right by the ocean and uh, um, the plot to the book uh, streamed through my consciousness. And um, so I jumped up and wrote down the outline and then six months later I started actually writing the book. And as you said, it took me about eight years to write it working on the weekends. Well, it is wonderful. What do you believe is the purpose for this book ultimately? Well, I think she was pretty clear when she wanted she wanted a book that was like you said down to earth and appealed to ordinary people that you know because everybody like like you said people enjoy a murder mystery and they enjoy a good story and so I used the method of some of the ancient masters and some of the other teachers where they told spiritual lessons and stories and parables. So I decided to write a modern parable that would appeal to many different levels of people. And, um, and, and that's exactly what the Divine Mother wanted me to do. She wanted me to write a story that would appeal to everybody because she wants to reach out to everybody on every level. Um, and more so now, I think, than ever with the way things are going. And, and she does have hope for this world, but I think we all have to step up and do our part. Absolutely, and the book definitely points in the direction of 2012 and where we're headed, and if, if things don't change on this planet, if we don't step up and be the ones that help to save our world, we are facing all kinds of changes that may not feel so comfortable. In, in writing this, what, what did you feel that you see the earth heading toward if we don't pay attention to some of the messages in this book? Well, I think we're going to go through challenging times, and I think that... Uh, there are going to be a lot of changes. I don't think that they'll happen overnight, um, but I, we're obviously headed into the age of Aquarius, and uh, as everybody knows, and, and um, there, there are going to be tremendous changes on every level. And, and I think that um, our whole culture, our whole way of living is going to change, and it's, it's going to be um, more radical, I think, than like at the turn of the century when we went into the industrial age. There was tremendous changes then, and then in the 60s when there were so many discoveries and, and mind consciousness expansions and the wave of Eastern teachings that, that went over the United States and planted seeds in many areas in the country. And I, I think that it's going to be even more intense than that. There's going to be vast uh, um, 
technical inventions and, and everything. It's just going to be massive changes. And, and, and in order to um, get through this, I think the Divine Mother realizes we've got to uh, teach people how to meditate and we've got to teach people how to tune in to the oneness that um, we are all. And, um, you know, so the, uni the universe, the universal consciousness, which, which of course is God, um, we need to tune into that more and more um, in order to get through this. Well, and part of that tuning in is doing exactly what you did, albeit it took you the second, the second message from her to start writing it, but connecting in that way to some of those intuitive messages or visions that do come to us, and we all have them in our own way, and really acting upon those impulses to bring through some things that can affect change. And I'd love for you to speak to people who are sitting on a vision or sitting on a concept or an idea and waiting on that rather than leaping forth. Um, as to, to what is required or what needs to be done within to really connect to that and allow it to come through. It is a co-creation with spirit, so it's not like it was totally given to you. You had to play a role as well. Right, correct. And I think that anybody out there that, that feels that, that spirit is touching them and divine consciousness is touching them and asking them to, uh, to do things, that they, you know, you really need to clear a space in your life for that, which I did. And um, you just have to, have to sit down and say, I have to make time to do this. And maybe you may not start out, you know, exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but I think if you let go, and the secret, is, of course, is letting go, and uh, just let go of yourself and let go of who you think you are, uh, it'll flow through and it'll take over. And that's exactly what happened to me when I wrote this book. I mean, if you look at the book, and I think you can attest to this, it's very consistent and and you have to realize in those eight years, I was going through a lot of stuff, you know. My life was changing, things around me were changing, but the book itself is very consistent, and it's proof that, like you said, that the Spirit had some uh, aspect in this book. And it's, it's fun to read, and, and it's exciting, and it's not, um, you, you know, there's so many how-to books out there, but there's very few prose books or novels or, or, or poetry or anything that really talks about um, meditation and, and higher consciousness and, and stuff in, in, a, in a very mind-grabbing way, and I think that we need more of those. Well, and you brought up a very valid point when you were saying that you were going through your stuff as you were writing this, because it's not as if all of a sudden we're going to reach this point where we're enlightened and then all of these things can come from us. Part of the reason that we're going through that stuff is to have something that is life-changing for us, and sometimes that creative piece that comes through is also the very teachings we need to hear. We often teach what we need to learn, and I'm sure that in writing this book, it was almost as if it was also self-coaching. It was almost as if you were speaking to yourself, because so many of the passages in here and throughout the rest of the show, we're going to go through some of the really profound passages, really do help a person consider some deep concepts and raise their consciousness level or consider taking action in some very important areas such as meditation or, or just working on oneself or belief that visions can occur or faith even in itself. So it's very important to understand that we're not going to be totally cleared of our life problems before this wonderful new gift that has to come from us comes. Well, I think it's one of the most important lessons, and especially in my spiritual journey, 
it's, it's like I said before. Go ahead. Chanson, actually, I'm going to have you hold that thought until we come back from the commercial break. I'm yeah. with Chanson Duval. He is the author of Our Lady of Dreams, A Prophecy for the New Age. This is a book that is wonderfully written and very straightforward and readable for even the non-readers. This book is someone is a book that anyone who loves a mystery or is looking for something that might be slightly controversial or really seeking something that is spiritually fun to read, it's a novel that you will thoroughly enjoy. Catherine Marconi is a stoic lead prosecutor in the L.A. District Attorney's Office. She's assigned to a high-profile murder case only to find out that the victim, a New Age spiritual guru, is also her estranged brother, John Paul. Forced to discover the truth behind John Paul's murder, Catherine and lead detective Peter Hansen are thrown together into this mysterious spiritual world of her brother and his followers. She soon discovers that the main suspect, Thomas Matkins, a major league football quarterback and devout follower of John Paul's unique spiritual philosophy, harbors a secret that will shake the future of mankind. Catherine must now learn the reasons for her brother's death while protecting the world from a future they're not prepared to face. You can connect with Chanson Duval at OurLadyOfDreams.com. That's OurLadyOfDreams.com. And you can also access his book of poetry entitled A Rays of Consciousness. We'll be right back with Chanson Duval. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Chanson Duval, a modern-day mystic, was raised in Arizona. He spent his childhood meditating, although in his youth he didn't realize it was meditation. This is where his visions began at age six. He started reading Eastern philosophy in his early 20s and eventually studied all religions. After major spiritual experiences in 1987, he began expounding his own spiritual teachings. And a vision at that time requested that he write down certain teachings and prophecies. It took Chanson nine years to write his book, and Our Lady of Dreams is a spiritual fiction that takes the reader on a personal, intimate journey through the different levels of consciousness, from the most mundane to the highest levels of spiritual awareness. Yet it's very down-to-earth, sensual, blending of the many worlds of consciousness together to create a story of love, murder, mystery, and spirituality. You can connect to Chanson at OurLadyOfDreams.com. That's OurLadyOfDreams.com. And you can access Our Lady of Dreams, A Prophecy for the New Age, as well as a book of poetry entitled Arrays of Consciousness. So I hope that you will tap into that website and look at both of those. He also has some other upcoming novels, which will be Invisible Mirrors and an additional uh, poetry volume, which is Dark Matter, Clear Light. So we have much to look forward to from Chanson Duval. Chanson, when we ended the last segment, we were talking uh, a little bit, and you were going into a conversation about what it's like to be human and really, uh, I guess, go into the co-creation of something and exist in this world in, in doing what we're all here to do. Right, yeah. I want to talk for a few minutes about being human and being spiritual. And I, I think one thing I promised myself back in my 20s, um, right after I came out, I, I was meditating and my mind was filled with light, and uh, I went to a very high state of consciousness. And when I came out of that meditation, I promised myself at that point that I was going to stay in this world, that meaning I was not going to run off to a monastery or, or go off and be a way to meditate by myself. I promised myself that no matter what happened, what visions I had, which I pretty much kept to myself most of my life, um, that I was not going to um, abandon being human and, and being an ordinary person. And, um, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about people out there that think that they could never be spiritual, you know, or they just don't have that type of feelings. And, and, um, I, I, and that's what the novel does. It shows ordinary people, you know, ordinary circumstances and work, working people that have these experiences. And, and granted, there is the, the guru in there that lives in a log cabin up in the mountains, you know, granted he, he gets away from people, but it's very important that everybody realizes that, number one, as long as we have these bodies, we're human beings, and that they should never put themselves down for having uh, human feelings and human thoughts and everything. Um, and, well, and I think now more than ever, it's our humanness that really is going to bring out the most in our spirituality. I think there was a time when people went up on a hill and became a hermit and stayed in the woods and they meditated for eons. But I think now it is where we create all of that experience, even in our human activity, but we do take the time to get still and we do take the time to connect, but we continue living, we continue feeling. Exactly. And 
But like you said, we have to make a space for the spirit, and we have to make time to meditate and pray. And there's different levels of prayer, which, you know, I, I know we don't have enough time to get into tonight, but, but these things are important. And I feel that um, everyone out there should realize, as I said, that being, being human is very important, like you said, that, that um, we shouldn't struggle with that in, a, in opposition to spirituality. It's not something that's, that's different from that. Well, and in the book, there's a, a whole section where John Paul is describing his own experience of how he came to realize his own powerful beingness. And in, in doing so, that there were some certain teachings, the basics that, uh, that he was to get across to uh, Thomas to let him also understand how he could start to recognize his own beingness. And these are, are what you have termed teachings for spiritual development and advancement. And there, there are certain things, such as the lesson of the patterns and putting the house in order. I'd love to go through a few of these. They're in the book, uh, Our Lady of Dreams, which to me were a very powerful set of things. And anyone that reads this book, just from that section alone, they're going to gain a great deal of, of personal um, not only pleasure from reading it, but personal benefit. Okay. Um, so the first one is the lesson of the patterns, who we are and the design of the man and the soul. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. The, what we are is if you think of like a film, like a negative, and there's light shining through that and it shows a picture, uh, or, for example, a motion picture, you're shining light through film and you're seeing a picture on a screen. That's exactly what we are. We're that picture. We're the, the patterns or the film are actually our karma and, and the patterns that have been formed by our karma. And the light, of course, is the divine intelligence and the, the, what is the only thing that really exists. And it's creating these images, which, of course, we think are real and we think are us, and um, that each individual has unique patterns, and, and so what that individual has to do is they have to be, become self-aware of what patterns they have, because you can change them. Um, you know, they are changeable, and, and that's what we need to work to do to change our patterns so they're more in tune with the um, universal. And one of the, I'd like to read one of the passages that uh, was in Thomas's diary in the course of the story where Catherine was reading uh, through his diary to try to help get an understanding of who he was as well as who John Paul was. And what it says is, the en these energies have various levels of thickness depending on their vibrations, defining vibrations as speeds of movement of atoms or even smaller units of mass and light. If a certain type of energy vibrated slowly, it would become more solid, making it more likely to be visible. If it vibrated at very high speeds, it could belong to the light realms or even the invisible realms. The highest level have no movement in the sense of vibration. They were empty of movement of any kind. Those levels contained only pure consciousness. The lowest realms were the thickest and slowest and most negative. Some might even call them evil. So a human being was made up of a variety of these different energies, which existed on various levels of vibration. The past life patterns brought a certain matrix, which fit like a lock and key into the pattern of the circumstances one was born into. And, and that's a really great way to look back on our own life, that we have a certain pattern and a certain circumstance that our life is born into, that there's a certain matrix that exists. 
And do we have then perhaps a way to also shift that matrix? Yes, definitely. It's all mutable. Everything is mutable because it's, it's made of vibrations. And, and we can change the patterns and we can change uh, how everything, ar- everything around us will react to those changes because it's like a kaleidoscope. It's like a multidimensional kaleidoscope and you change one thing, it automatically, mathematically changes everything else. And um, that's the whole purpose of, uh, of looking, at, looking at yourself, looking at your circumstances, your environment, everything around you, thinking, I created this. Now, this goes beyond um, simply, you know, the secret, as they say, because with the secret, they talk about, you just think positively and it's going to happen. Well, my teachings say you have to know where you are beginning and you have to work with what you are or what, what is around you. Um, and that positive thinking is very good, and I believe in positive thinking. I'm living proof of it, as a matter of fact. But at the same time, you have to, you, you have to know everything about yourself and and it's it's that it's a, it's an intuitive knowledge, and at that point, once you have that intuitive knowledge of who you are and what you've created, and then at the point you can start changing it. Absolutely, many people when they start working with the law of attraction, and then all of a sudden they get something, but then it disappears. They don't realize that they have not gone back and figured out what their core beliefs are, what their unconscious and subconscious thoughts may be, what feelings are actually behind that, that yes, they may have manifested a little more money in their bank account today, but tomorrow that lack conversation is still going on in their system, and so all of a sudden that money disappears. And so what you're talking about is really putting the house in order and really looking at who we're being, what we know about ourselves, and constantly digging deeper into that onion to discover who we really are. Exactly. And I think you have to look at everybody you run into because you've created that person. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, yes. And you created that person. You created that circumstance. So you have to say, okay, why am I dealing with this individual? Why, why did I meet this individual? You know, what's going on with this? You really need to question everything. And you also write in, in Thomas's diary that uh, the key is awareness or seeing the beauty. So for, for people that are having a really hard time in life, how exactly do they begin to see the beauty? Well, you have to learn how to meditate. And I think we get down to the bottom line of meditation, and it, it's to stop thinking. And the, the whole purpose of meditation is to stop thinking, and that's really what we need to teach people now, we need to make these teachings simple so people understand them. I mean, like, like you said, there's enough philosophy books out there, but we need to get the people and tell them basically what we need to do is stop thinking. And, of course, there's more after that when, when you experience the universal and, and the spirit, but uh, basically um, we need to get to a point in meditation where you can stop thinking, and it's relatively easy if you put your mind to it. And at that point, the universal can come in, which, of course, is, is the, the, the universal and the divine conscious is mathematically perfect, and it is going to do things with your life. It's going to help you put things in order. And once you see what it's doing 
and you see the order changing, then you're not going to step in and change it with your bad patterns, you know, that we've been conditioned to do because you're going to be aware of those bad patterns and you're not going to step in and say, okay, this has to go back to where it was because I'm not comfortable with this. Well, and I love how you phrase it because you say it's really about having a relationship with the silence. And and that's the thing that people so often fight is they don't want things to stop because we're in such a busy society, especially in the Western world, and we've got all of our iPhones and our different cell phones and our computers and our uh, different music types of gadgets, and everything's always constantly activity that we are a stranger to silence. And so it's it's beginning that relationship, and then you also state it becomes a love story, that meditation really can become the love story with spirit. And I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, yes, you have to fall in love with silence. My guest today is Chanson Duval, and he is the author of Our Lady of Dreams, A Prophecy for the New Age. This is a wonderful book, and it's a lot of fun to read. It's spiritual fiction that really takes you on a personal, intimate journey through the different levels of consciousness. It's a great story with Catherine Marconi as a lead prosecutor in the L.A. District Attorney's Office, and she's assigned to a high-profile murder case, only to find out the victim is a New Age spiritual guru who is also her estranged brother, John Paul. There are twists and turns in this novel, and you even have a wonderful football quarterback that uh, is the suspect. His name is Thomas Matkins. And there's just so many secrets that start to unfold through this book that I urge you to have a little bit of fun with your spirituality, to delve a little deeper into some realms of consciousness that you may not have explored, and open yourself to a really beautiful experience. You can go to OurLadyOfDreams.com, and you can also tap into Chanson's book of poetry called Arrays of Consciousness. Again, that's OurLadyOfDreams.com, and we'll be right back with Chanson Duval. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgical urinary biopsy. VMA After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. It took Chanson Duval nine years to write Our Lady of Dreams, and it is spiritual fiction that really takes you on a personal, intimate journey through the different levels of consciousness. This book allows you to explore spiritual philosophy while also engaging with a very entertaining story that delves with delves into love, it delves into murder, uh, mystery, intrigue, and wonderful uh, spiritual philosophy that unfolds into some beautiful teachings. So definitely uh, take the time to order this book and have something really fun to read. That's at OurLadyOfDreams.com. We were talking, uh, Chanson, about the relationship with silence, and in the book you speak about it being the doorway to the spiritual and advancement of consciousness, and that as we move into that, we go beyond intelligence into the love story, and we do that by internalizing consciousness where we finally touch the vast intelligence, which is the basis of all things. Speak a little bit more about that, please. Okay, first of all, the divine intelligence, what we refer to as God, and what I like to refer to as the divine mother because she's the material aspect of it or what we actually see and experience. Um, It's actually something um, very personal. It's actually there, it's real, and we can experience it. And once we develop this relationship with silence through meditation that we can let it into our lives and into our consciousness. And it has shown me many times its presence and that it is all around us and with us at all times. And developing this relationship with silence is very, very important. And it's important to put a few minutes aside every day. If, if you don't have a lot of time, start with a few minutes and just shut your eyes and, and take some deep breaths and just relax and, and try not to think. And the best way of trying not to think is watch your breath. That's how the Zen Masters teaches. And this is probably the fastest way to getting into meditation. Well, and we all need to breathe a little bit deeper anyway. I think we, I think so many people are, are caught up in a very short breathing style that they don't realize that they're not even breathing in life. And, and that's a very important part of being here. I'd like to touch on a point, because even in the book, John Paul very much speaks about the Divine Mother. Um, you have very much spoken about going to the Divine Mother. It is Our Lady of Dreams. Um, speak a little bit about the Divine Feminine conversation that seems to be going on in a lot of consciousness circles. Is this the same? Yeah, yes, it is. And I think um, she's trying to make appearances more and more. Um, what... 
the Divine Mother is, like I said before, is, is anything that we can experience, our dreams, uh, the material world, anything that we consider um, our experience is the Mother. Uh, what the Father is, is, is the silence and the intelligence. It's, it's the, it, it has nothing in it, like, a, like you mentioned before. It's the space where there is no vibration whatsoever. And the, the Divine Mother, being the creation, or what I like to refer to as the manifestation, um, is the aspect of God that is very concerned about us as a part of, a, a part of that consciousness. And I really believe that now she is making appearances all over the world in different forms. Um, I'm very devoted to um, the aspect of Mary. I love Mary very much. I'm also very devoted to Kuan Yin and to Tara. Any aspect of the Divine Mother, um, just by looking at their pictures or statues or whatever, I get a very warm, compassionate feeling from them. And... um, of course, some people might think that's just symbolic, but you've got to realize anything that you touch, anything that you feel, anything that you see, anything that you dream is the mother. Absolutely, and I want to touch on Tara. There was a wonderful piece within the story, uh, and it really, it really illustrates some of the mysticism and some of the magic that exists if we allow ourselves to, to reach that point of consciousness. But John Paul uh, had come, and there was a couple that uh, was trying to get some help for their young daughter that was dying. And there was not much that uh, anyone can do. I think they were praying for her. And he came in after much traveling and was asked to be taken to this young lady. And I'd like to read the passage of what he said. John Paul came over to us and said, This is hard to explain, but I'll do the best I can. There's a flaw in her matrix. This body is a temporary mold and would not live beyond 20 years. She has work to do, which goes beyond that some 20 or so more years from what I can see of the patterns. She has not been in a human body for several hundred years, and her body's matrix was damaged by the hate thoughts of others in her last lifetime. In order to do the work she has come here to do, she must leave us now with your love, come back in a stronger body, one in which the physical patterns are well established. The couple looked at him and realized that what he was saying was that this child was going to have to, pa- have to pass away. And in that moment, he took a rose petal and put some of his own blood in there and created a heart shape on her thigh, which would then be the birthmark, and told them that a child would be reborn to them in uh, in 10 months that uh, would be this same soul, and she would have this birthmark so that they knew it was this particular person. I found that extremely profound, and I really felt like that would touch a lot of people, especially those struggling with the issue of death. I think that that is such a big conversation that's going on right now, not just the death of people, but there seems to be the death of so much around us in terms of systems even, that that there there could be hope in feeling that perhaps we are able to come back here again and again, and we are doing work, and that certain people have certain missions. And if something happens that we don't understand, like a child dying, that perhaps there's a glitch in the matrix that isn't working, but that we haven't lost them, that they come back. I just found that to be a really beautiful passage. Yes, and I know several people that have died and reincarnated, and I I know their their new bodies and their new beings, you know. I, I know them personally, and I've seen this in my own life. And, and I know that when I die, I will come back and continue my teachings in one form or another. 
Well, I think it's an opportunity to have hopes, and, and it's certainly not to make anyone uh, change a belief system if that's not the direction that they're going, but it's, it's certainly a way to look at things in, in a matter that uh, might present some hope or some peace, at the very least, if, a loss, if someone that was a loved one has been lost. Right. We, and, and we all, you know, love is very important, but that love is not lost. No, no matter what happens, that love continues, and... The divine presence fills that love, too, and is very touched by it. And any time the divine presence fills any type of uh, compassion, it is right there with it. Another part of the book, a great deal of the book, does speak about karma and how that that is a form of energy, and it is patterns created in past lives that just change from one form of energy to another, just like water turns into ice or steam. And so when we have individuals that are having a challenge in their life, um, some of that might be patterns from a past life experience. Some of that might be karma that they're having to clear um, how would you, if you were counseling someone or having them go through this book and they really were foreign to the concept of karma, how would you have them become comfortable with it? Um, karma is not simple math. It's physics. And I, they, have to, they have to realize that. And this, I tried to explain this to a, uh, a minister once um, uh, because a lot of people think that their, you know, their grandmother who's been in like a, a very wonderful person their whole life and um, something bad happened to her. It couldn't possibly be from a past life. But um, karma is something we all have to deal with and we have to deal with it in the world. And, and, and there's no, in the, there's real, if, you, if you look at it closely, there's really no individual karma. It's all one karma. And I think somebody going through something bad, again, um, they have to look at their patterns and it's a life lesson to look at those patterns to say, okay, what patterns have I created in a past life that I need to change that this isn't going to keep coming back and back and back to haunt me, that I need to change those patterns? Um, and basically, for someone who's really going through um, a lot of suffering or uh, knows someone that's going through a lot of suffering, the best thing to do is send that person love and have compassion for that individual. And I think, again, tuning into the divine presence will bring comfort to people that are in very bad situations. Yes, and, and part of what you have in the dialogue that Thomas has written in his journey uh, when he asked, you know, why do people stay here or keep coming back, the response that John Paul gives is that energy and the related karmic patterns are just like uh, it's, it's energy that's seeking itself like a magnet. And so it, it's exploring what we keep magnetizing to ourselves will help us understand those patterns. Yes. There's something I want to point out, and I think it's in, in the book and it's also in my teachings, that, that we have to realize that will and emotions are not just, they're, they're, they are a form of energy. And it's like when you get emotional about something, you, you know, you think that you're feeling the hate or, or the love or whatever feeling you think, you think that that's the emotion. But if, if you actually stop, if, and I'll continue after the... 
Absolutely. I am with Chanson Duval. He is the author of Our Lady of Dreams, which is a wonderful spiritual fiction that will take you on a personal intimate journey through different levels of consciousness. There are some beautiful teachings within this uh, novel, and they come through in a parable form. And some of those basic teachings will be the lesson of patterns, who we are in the design of man and the soul, putting our house in order, peace in order, our mind and our surrounding environment, seeing the beauty and that key is the awareness that we have, learning to dissolve psychological attachment, that there's nothing here really that we need to hold on to. Discovering how to have a relationship with silence, listening for that heartbeat of existence, and seeking for meditation to go beyond intelligence and discover the true love story. I urge you to connect with Chanson Duval at OurLadyOfDreams.com. You can also find there a book of poetry entitled Arrays of Consciousness, in which Chanson Duval's heart overflows and from speaks about consciousness from the darkness of loss and loneliness to floating on the air of pure spirit. Each poem invites us to muse on the mysteries of life, love, and spirituality, weaving together the highs and lows of existence itself. This book of poetry is a philosophical piece that provides new insight into the mystic spiritual experiences in the context of everyday life. OurLadyOfDreams.com. Chanson Duval will be right back. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Meditation play an intricate part in Duval's teachings, which are presented in his novel, Our Lady of Dreams, in addition to his poetry, uh, A Rays of Consciousness. You can find both of those on his website, OurLadyOfDreams.com, or you can also go to Amazon.com and order this wonderful book, Our Lady of Dreams, A Prophecy for a New Age. This is a wonderful story. Uh, with a lead prosecutor that is investigating a murder case, and she finds out that the victim is actually a New Age spiritual guru who is also her estranged brother, John Paul. It also has a football quarterback involved, and he is the suspect, but also a devout follower of John Paul. There's a lot of twists and turns, and I think it would be a wonderful read for you to delve into some deeper spiritual philosophy, but also to have an entertaining story and perhaps a little bit of controversy uh, to help you go back and forth within your spirit to decide how much more you want to expand your mind and heart and what teachings you'd like to delve into a little bit more deeply. Chance, and we were speaking about will and emotion before we left uh, on the last segment, and I'd love for you to continue that conversation about how will and emotion are energy. Yes, they're actual energies, and, and it's like I said before, um, we think of them as, as feelings, but they're actual very powerful energies, and we need to learn how to harness them and use them. And you can actually use these um, as surfboards or vehicles to get to the higher states of consciousness. And when you're meditating, you can actually call up your emotion and think about the love for the divine consciousness and, and for God um, in all um, its aspects and or tune into a particular aspect that you're very fond of or, or one that you love the most and ride that energy to a higher state of consciousness. And with will, will is very important, the energy, because you can use that will at, in the sense of helping to change your patterns, helping to change your karma. And uh, to do that, you just sit and, like like I said, after you've figured out what your problems are, you sit and you concentrate on them, and you use that will, the actual energy of the will, to help change the pattern. Well, and really the emotion that we have, it's it's like fuel. It really can energize 
the direction that we want to go if, if rather than running from our feeling, if we, we do harness it, as you say, and we utilize it as the fuel to get where we want to go. And that focused will, it really is our intent. And if we don't have a focused will or have set intentions, then what we're allowing to happen is our unconscious intentions to take control, and that can wreak havoc on our lives. Right, and you can't, you can't think of will as... Um as you're thinking, you have to think of it as a nonverbal energy, and in that way you can actually utilize it. What, are, what is your desire for the work that you do, Chanson, whether it's the poetry or the novels or even your next novel coming up, which is going to be entitled Invisible Mirrors? What, what is the hope that you have that these works will accomplish? Well, I, I want everybody to realize that everything in life... Um, and being human is, like I said before, it's very important that we realize that our human aspect is, is, is just as important as our spiritual aspect and that the two should go together and that you cannot really um, judge someone saying, okay, that person doesn't act spiritual or that person can't be spiritual because of the way they act or whatever um, because spirituality is something that, that comes from the heart, and it comes from being attuned with the divine. Um, I have a very, very close relationship. It, it, the divine has become a friend of mine, a very, very close friend, and I'm madly in love with it. That's all I can say, and I, I have been most of my life. I'm just madly in love with God, and I think that's what we all need need to do. We need to fall in love with God, and um, and particularly in my case, the, the Divine Mother aspect. Um, and I hope that, that these books will um, bring people to that state of consciousness where they can feel that love and feel that compassion that comes from, from the Divine Consciousness. I really love how you said that about being madly in love with God. I think that that's, that really can be also the uh, the antidote to all of our ills. You know, we, we so many people have such a disconnect uh, to something in their life, but really the connection that we're seeking is that connection to the divine, and that will solve all of the other disconnects that we have. Yes. What do you think has been your greatest lessons in writing these works? Have you, have you come across some huge aha moments in the course of creating these wonderful pieces? Well, I think the lesson I've learned is, is you... Um, you have to give yourself up completely, and it's like you cannot be. You you have to you have to put your work out there to the world, and and whatever judgment happens is you just have to take it. And um, my biggest lesson is that people out there um, don't want to look at themselves, and I think that they really need to look at themselves. And it comes back to me, too, looking at myself. And I have to let myself go and say, okay, here I am, world. You have to look at me. And that's what these books do. And not just me, but being the human being, looking at the human being and uh, as we are. We're all human beings. So these books make you actually look at the human being and then look at the relationship that the divine consciousness has with that human being. And as you can see through my poetry book and in the novel, there's an aspect where you struggle with being human and you struggle with being spiritual. 
and they work together, and there has to be a counterbalance. All questions lead back to the self, and all answers come from deep within the self. I want to thank Chanson Duvall for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I urge you to go to Amazon.com or OurLadyOfDreams.com and order your copy of Our Lady of Dreams, A Prophecy for a New Age. You can also get his book of poetry, A Rays of Consciousness. My guest next week is Marianne Williamson, and we'll have an in-depth conversation as one of the powerful female leaders of consciousness today, what her lessons have been, what her triumphs have been, and where she sees the world headed uh, in the consciousness that we're going. I am Simran Singh. I've enjoyed being with you this hour, and I look forward to having you next week. Until then, be well. into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.